What do you know about the Fablemans? I've seen the trailer once. Uh, I still don't know what it's about, really. Uh, it's about the Spielbergs. Is um, that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, is it like a semi-autobiographical? Uh, yeah, it is. Okay. I might go see that. It's PG-13, so but I don't think it would be like the PG-13 where they're, you know, they show a nipple in there. They well, say they, fuck a couple times. Well, but. they better. Well, they can only say fuck once in a non-sexual tone. That's but there true. There better be titties. There better be. There's no titties in the Fablemans. <laughs> I'm walking out. <laughs> Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 33. This episode, we'll be discussing a smorgasbord of topics because it's our Thanksgiving Day special. Yay! Yay! (laughs) We'll be playing Fortune Teller as we predict the reception of the remaining movie releases for this year. Plus, we'll be talking about movies we like to watch around Thanksgiving. So pour a nice tall glass of family resentment as we pie-eat our way through this wonderful time of year. But first, don't forget to visit our website, acastwithnoname.com. Website's in the description, along with our email address. If you want to comment on episodes and you have that good stuff, uh, you can do it through there. So, it is mid-November. Yep. And Wakanda just came out. It did. It made some uh, money. $180 million. Opening week- weekend? Yes. Jesus. You can tell I have Surprising. my my pulse on the uh, <laughs> the box office numbers. Uh, last I looked, I saw eighty five million, but I I, I think that was probably for day one Friday. Was yeah, it? day one. So, um, yeah, I'll look it up now. But <clears throat> yeah, I think I got the uh, sorry the final official number one hundred eighty one million dollars. Second highest gross, second highest opening weekend of this year, nice. right behind uh, Doctor Strange. Okay. Which was a hundred and ninety-one million. Jeez, I know. I remember when Spider-Man was like a hundred and eight million or a hundred and six million or something, and that yeah. was like huge. I remember in O two when Spider-Man came out, it crossed a hundred million over the first weekend, that, which had never never been done before, and mm-hmm. people thought that would never happen, and it happens all the time, all the time now. Yeah, so it, it's your basic bitch movie that that does that anymore. So. What's that? Uh, a basic bitch movie. Yeah, what is just that? your typical whatever? A hundred millions of nothing. Not, oh, yeah, not yeah. a big deal anymore. It so. isn't a big deal anymore. Um, Especially when you have a built-in fan base like Marvel, and uh, people are going to come out to see it because they feel like they have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen any. Obviously, I haven't seen it in theaters. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, me either. Um, but I haven't seen how. People, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. I, I haven't seen a bunch of. The only thing I scroll is Reddit, so yeah, I haven't seen anything really negative about the movies. Um, in comparison to like Morbius, or <laughs> Thor, or some of the other movies that have come out, usually people like if it's bad, people just shit on it. Yeah, and uh, I didn't see any of that this weekend, so mm. I'm assuming it's probably it's either. That's eh, fine or pretty good. Yeah. So, um, there's a couple people I listen to that I I trust, uh, which is tough nowadays because I feel like a lot of reviewers on YouTube, especially the ones that have millions of subscribers, I feel like I could be wrong here, but I feel like they're paid by these what? companies to say these things, <laughs> so I don't necessarily trust them. No, it's their 
keen eye of critiquing film medium that gets them invited to opening days and press events correct and and they just follow their heart when they yeah they there's no bias whatsoever in these reviews like there's uh the the real rejects i i i started watching their videos a couple years ago they're pretty entertaining guys but as the years go on and they've gotten bigger i just i'm like really you like every marvel movie that comes out you think every single one is good everyone so it's kind of like yeah yeah it's not like and now they have right and now they have like uh uh opening day reactions before they even come out uh to the general public so they get they get early screenings special screen yeah they do gotta get those positive reviews to keep getting those special screenings yep i know so there's that and then there's some people that i still trust uh Chris Gore is a really good film critic. I like him a lot. He's he has a channel called Film Threat. He's he's pretty good, honest. He does spoiler and spoiler free reviews. So I I watch his spoiler free review. Okay. And what he said, I I I, I would have thought that that would have been my initial impression going in. He said it was too long, two hours and forty two minutes. That's how long the movie Jeez. is. Jeez. Well, I mean, <laughs> they probably did have to do a lot of storytelling because. Yeah. Chadwick Bosman, yeah, is not in it, and yeah, obviously, um, yeah, but yeah, so I can see, but that's a long ass. It's a long movie. So he said it dragged a little bit. Uh, he said the, he said it felt like a Disney Plus show, like six up epi- six twenty minute episodes strung together, because I guess there's some characters in the movie that are going to have shows in the future on Disney Plus that they have to oh, good. inject into the movie so to Let's not worry them. about good storytelling and having right. a solid film. Let's right. set up all this shit. Right. And he, and he said the the, uh, the the visual effects are nothing to write home about, nothing that's... Uh, um, nothing that's... Extraordinary. That's not an event, yeah. event movie kind of thing. Yep. And uh, he said there's no stakes, which he's been saying, like, there's no stakes in these movies any longer. And yeah, I think kinda, a lot of people have been saying that. Yeah. Just because you know when people's contracts are going to be there's no yeah. suspense there's no yeah and he said the tribute to Chad, chadwick uh bozeman was very well done and uh yeah so he's thinking that you know and i i agree with him i think that this the opening box office is great but it's going to have diminishing returns mm-hmm. kind of like dr strange and thor love and thunder the rewatchability just isn't there so i don't not like the first one the first black panther was like a you know like a like a uh, an event you had to go see that because it was like a first movie of its kind to that extent mm-hmm. that scale and you were on the heel you were uh leading into Endgame. yep yeah because so, that was the is either the second to last film or the last film leading up to infinity war yeah or, prior to infinity war yeah just prior to that um that or captain marvel was it went black panther infinity war ant-man and the wasp miss uh captain marvel and then Endgame. Jesus. I know. <laughs> so you had that going for it too. So there was rewatchability there. People wanted to keep going back to mm-hmm. it, watch it because, you know, Endgame's coming up. Yep. Um Okay. Well but yeah. I will I'll probably wait. I will wait until I, I still haven't seen the first Black Panther. Yeah, you keep telling me that. <laughs> probably start there. <laughs> I have no urge to watch marvel movies i don't either not anymore i mean i used to watch the iron man's quite a bit um and some like guardians i've seen several times Mm -hmm. uh but it's just exhausting i mean but um 
but but I'm not going to watch Black Panther Wakanda until I watch the first Black Panther because I feel like it introduces a lot of characters a lot because my only knowledge of the, those characters are from Infinity War, mm-hmm. which they were they weren't in a lot. They were in some, but I I couldn't tell you people's names right at all. So I, I can't do that now. Well, so there's too many. <laughs> there's a ton. Um. So, uh, yeah, but, yeah. I'll I'll probably wait till Disney Plus. Just yep. I mean, I don't get well. The that's good because then you can often. watch whatever character they introduced. You can just you know continue oh, on. Continue to that on show. to the TV. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> can't can't do TV shows. Too, I think too it's much. I think it's Ironheart. I think that's the new character they introduced because she has a show. Oh, did called they introduce Ironheart. Ironheart in this movie? I, yeah, that because she's the new Iron Man. Yes. pretty much. Yeah, she's like an MIT student. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's I don't know. I know I don't I, even know who. I'm kind of interested that was. in that unless they make it a drama, like a teen drama thing. Oh, like, kind of like the like the Marvels that just came out or Captain well, Miss Marvel. Something uh, that was like a teen centric show, or like the Midnight Club, to where it's just oh teen, yeah. Like, I don't. Well, it's not for you. It's for yeah. I mean, it's for yeah, 14, 18 not, year olds. They need to 11. make this for late thirty year old male. Yeah, white males. Yeah, man babies. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll probably I'll probably wait for Disney Plus. Um, yeah. there's I mean, all their effects look the same. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know, and I'm not that invested with the character at all, obviously. So I think TV would be fine. Yeah, and Chris Gore did say something that made me think of you. He's like, uh, there's a gigantic third act set piece that's very dark and i couldn't see anything oh great <laughs> they get the what's his nuts from I game of thrones yeah miguel sapoknik uh, yeah directing that scene but i don't know well when the cg looks shitty darken it up yeah play with I, that exposure exactly i tend to trust chris gore now over uh, you know I don't. I honestly don't think those are the real opinions of what they're actually thinking. Mm-hmm. The reviewers with multiple million subscribers and get their early viewings, and yeah. it's, it's, it's tough a to business trust for them. I get it. I get it too. That's just another. It's a nice arm, life, right? Marketing arm for Disney, right? It's a nice life, right? Yeah. Hey. The uh, but that that would just seem exhausting. I guess, yeah. Like acting excited for something that's mediocre. Yeah. Ugh. I know. It's like you see the posts on LinkedIn. Of all these people like putting out this like motivational <laughs> shit or like, hey, I'm eager to start the job with this wonderful team. Like, shut the fuck up. No one cares. And <laughs> no one is that excited to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a good point. But yeah. Mm. Just uh, the celebration over hypeness of mediocrity. Mm. It's the culture we live in, Jay. I love it. It's big business, baby. It's good. It's all good. It's good for the bottom line. Um. All right, so Black Panther's doing well. We'll see if it has legs or not. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to make a prediction. I think it'll finish with 390 to $400 million domestically. Between 390 and $4 million? Or four, $400 million, yeah. Damn, that's like only a 10% or $10 million margin of air. Man. I know. That's pretty. I think it's going to follow the Doctor Strange path because that finished up with around like four hundred twenty million. Okay, I'm a nerd when it comes to numbers like this. Yeah. I just I just think like the well, yeah, because I mean, if financial it, backers of this are just tracking it all the time. Yeah, it's it's what do they say? Is like a thirty percent drop is kind of like like 30, oh, this, thirty to fifty percent fifty percent drop is failure. Yes, uh, thirty percent drop is troubling. Um, yep. 
So yeah, we'll see if it has. It'll have. Legs. I think it'll have like a fifty-five to sixty percent drop yeah. after the first weekend. Yeah, because I mean, you have looks like this weekend probably won't have much uh, competition. No. Weekend after that, Thanksgiving, which will probably get a little bit of boost mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Yeah, well. not much competition there, other than like maybe Strange World and the Fablemans. Yeah. Uh, the uh, week after that, I don't know. It's got a, uh, it's got a little bit that I feel like, um, there's really nothing to. I mean, the next thing that I think would crush, uh, Black Panther would be Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah, which is not out till mid December. So, it's but got it, a pretty open playing field. A lot of the other things that are kind of coming out are more niche. Yeah, I agree. Things, but well, let's so, talk about the niche things. Yeah, but what do you know about the Fablemans? I've seen the trailer once. Uh, I still don't know what it's about. Really, uh, it's about the Spielbergs. Is um, that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, is it like a semi-autobiographical? Uh, yeah, it is. Okay. It's you remember when I was talking about Close Encounters to where um, it was inside the actor's studio and um, Lipton was interviewing Spielberg. And mm-hmm. Spielberg was talking about his childhood. His father was a scientist. His mother was a music teacher. And then uh, they ended up getting a divorce. And he, that's why he has a lot of single parents in his films and everything like that. And then Lipton brought up, well, in Close Encounters, you have uh, humans t- talking with aliens. And they use a computer to generate music to speak with each other. Because his father was a computer scientist. Right. and. So, and that never occurred to Spielberg as far as just being a coincidence as far as what attracted him to the story. Um, Ah, Lipton was Freud for a second there. Yeah, he was. And so, yeah, you have The Fablemans, which um, has Michelle Williams and Paul Dano as Mr. and Mrs. Fableman. Uh, Looks like Michelle Williams is a piano teacher or Mm. something in music, or she wanted to be in music. You have Paul Dano, who's more mathematical or more of the STEM profession and um, oh he looks stem yeah oh he bleeds stem yes <laughs> uh, and they have a child and the child wants to make movies okay so um it kind of it looks like mainly autobiographical right which if anyone's going to do a movie about his life probably should be him right um did he write it i don't know uh you're asking me hard questions i he did write it oh well there uh, you go him and tony kushner Ah, um, okay. So, Tony Cushion is a good writer. He wrote uh, Schindler's List and mm-hmm. I think Saving Private Ryan, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, that comes out November 23rd, which, good time. It's uh, yeah. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Um, I might go see that. I would it's like PG-13. to see that. PG-13. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if you're... Your kids could sit through it? If they could sit through it. That's the question. It's a tough one. It's PG-13, so but I don't think it would be like the PG-13 where they're, you know, they show a nipple in there. They well, say they, fuck a couple times. Well, but they better. Well, they can only say fuck once in a non-sexual tone. That's but there true. there better be titties. There better be. There's no titties in the Fablemans. <laughs> I'm walking out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I like Steven Spielberg and... Uh, but this that storyline seems kind of like I don't think it'll be mm, a box office hit. Well, what does that mean? Probably do like 
18 to 20 million over the Thanksgiving holiday and have some pretty good legs because word of mouth would be like it's a good movie. I, I think it'll be a critically good movie. I think critics will like it. Audiences will probably like it. Get some legs and maybe end up with like $80 million domestically. I'm, I'm guessing $35 million opening. Okay. Maybe 40 um, just because it is a family film. Um, okay. I I hope it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think it has a risk of just being mediocre or, oh, okay. Like it'll just get lost in Spielberg's filmography. Um, kind of like War Horse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I never saw. I mean, right, got lost. So <laughs> I had no urge to see it. This I actually do have an urge to see, just because of the main character wanting to make movies and yeah, um, easy thing to relate to uh, for people who like movies. like movies. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the subject matter obviously may be too close to him for him to do the story justice, and it may just fall mm. into mediocrity uh, gotcha. or just. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, um, but I, I mean, I hope it's good. I hope it surprises me. Paul Dano, I think, will probably crush it. He, yeah, he crushes anything he's in. Michelle Williams is, eh, yeah, she's okay. <laughs> she's okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, Judd Hirsch is good. Uh, Seth but, Rogen's in it too. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be okay. It'll probably get a thirty-five million dollar opening. Um. And depending, obviously, how good the movie is, I think will depend if it has legs. Right. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's... Uh, I, I feel like I'm getting Hugo vibes for some reason. Ah, uh, okay. Um, it's, got, it's got that Oscar Beatty vibe. Yeah, where, a little bit. Because it's going to be nominated for Oscars. It's Spielberg, a Spielberg movie about movies. Yeah. And the Oscar voters are going to cream in their pants. Ugh. Movie about movies. Well, I think the movie that people cream in their pants about will be the She Said. Um, that's I what, I just saw the uh, trailer to this. Yeah, I think uh, that's probably going to get Best Picture nomination because Hollywood can't stop fucking themselves. Um, it's true. Or that's not right. Jerking each other off. That's mm-hmm. it. So um, when's that come out? Uh, already. Already out. Yeah, I think it's already out. Um, but uh, I just heard about this movie last week. That's one of yeah, those movies came that out this past weekend. So, um, yeah, it's good. Schmushy mix, smush face, and uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that I think is gonna get it's, it's gonna get the obligatory. If it, I haven't looked at the reception at all, but if if it's a good movie, it's gonna get nominated for best picture, of course, just because because you can throw in ten pictures. Now you can in throw there. in ten. So, so there you go. they got to put it in there like, oh, we recognize our yes. evil doings and That's right. this is going to make up for it because we made a movie about ourselves and how much better we've come along kind of bullshit. Right. So um, were men allowed on the set to this movie? Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, <clears throat> but, and if it's a crap movie, then it'll get a token uh, Oscar nom on something. But I think it's. It's going to be one of those. I have a feeling it'll probably be one of those movies that no one sees, uh, that gets nominated and just starts winning awards because, well, we <laughs> we got to bring attention to this, let people know that hey, guys, we're sorry yeah. for you know decades and generations <laughs> of uh, abuse that we let go and continue to let go. Yeah. 
But we made we're, a movie about it. We made a movie about it, so we're sorry. So, so we're very sorry. We, we grew. Listen to us again. But. All right, I'm looking at the, the cast and crew here, directed by Maria Schrader. That should be a woman. Uh, written by Rebecca Lekinowitz, a uh, woman. The Produced by Lexi, Barta, Megan, Ellison, Dee Dee, Gardner, Sue, Nagel, and Brad Pitt. There you go. There's a guy. Uh, music by <laughs> Nicholas Bertel. There's a guy. Cinematographer Natasha Brayer. Film editing Francine Maisler. Production design Meredith Lippincott. Uh, set decoration Philippa Culpepper. Costume design Brittany Lawyer. Lots of women in this. <laughs> Oh. They let Brad Pitt in, though. There you go. I think. Well, he has Plan B. Uh, yeah, production company. Production company so. There we go. I'm not shitting on women. I'm just saying. It's so. Uh, I don't know. Obvious is that the right word? Yeah. It's. Who knows? It might be good. Uh, yeah. It's got Andre Brock Brocker Brar from Brooklyn Nine Nine in it. I like him. Ooh, I, yeah, and Andre Brower. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Andrea, what the fuck is wrong with you? On, no, I said Andre Brocker, Brower, <laughs> Brocker, Brower. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. What else we got going on here? Uh, Strange World, Disney. Uh, that I think will bomb. Oh, tell me why. Uh, it's just the trailer doesn't even look enticing. I love animation. I, I do too. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't look like anything, but it looks like a fine adventure thing. But I mean, it either they spent a lot of money on it and they need to get their money back, which is why they're releasing it, um, or they think, okay, hey, uh, <clears throat> Thanksgiving, throw out an animation, families will come see this yeah. because I mean, yeah, bones and all, and. Uh, a movie called Devotion that's coming out the same. It's a war movie. Um, I mean, maybe they're thinking, oh, uh, families will go see this over the fabled men's and bones and all. Um, which I guess I could kind of see if you have young kids, but it doesn't look... Uh, I like the artwork of the poster. Yeah. Um, it looks like that serial, like, pulpy mm-hmm. kind of... But what's it about? I don't know. Exactly. A Strange World... Uh, exactly they go into looks like the center of the earth or something and yep but um i don't know that's where i think you're right it just looks because no one knows what it's about what's unique know. about the idea i don't know unless they just put haven't put it in the trailers yet i mean it could be a nice surprise but i don't there's nothing i've seen so far from that or that made me feel like ooh, i kind of want to see i that. gotta go see that um yeah. i mean light year i mean of course that let go to the other side light year i think had a fantastic trailer and I saw the movie. It was okay. Mm-hmm. I like the time travel aspect of it. Um, and but it was it was eh, fine. Yeah, like it was a very weak Pixar movie. Yeah. Um, but maybe this one would be the other way to where the tra- trailer is mediocre and it comes out and it's it's amazing. I don't know. Could be Iron Giant. I don't remember having a very good trailer, but that's a phenomenal film. It's very good. Um, didn't do very good at the box office though. Nope. So. I mean, maybe Strange World will be a good one, but I feel like that's just going to be a, eh. Yeah. I think you're right. I don't think it's going to do very well either. So, 
simply because I don't know what's it, what it's about, and there's nothing interesting about that idea. It's just a strange world. It's not like you know Zootopia or Inside Out or Frozen or Up. Like where there's a unique idea that you can market mm-hmm. that stands out. Yeah. Uh, see, this is a summary. The legendary Clades are a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and most crucial mission. And what I gather from the trailer, I think it has like an in-law it's like an in-law relationship or something like that or like mm. a guy is like married into this family and okay i, I don't know um <clears throat> kind of reminds me of the crudes where there's like a. I never saw that um it's just not a it's not a fleshed out idea that's i mean yeah it's a kitty movie but it's not there's nothing unique about it there's mm-hmm. just nothing there i mean that movie did okay yeah for an animated movie i think it'll do that i think i think strange world will make like Ultimately, like $140 million, which is kind of a disappointment. I'm sure the production budget on this movie was like, I'm you sure know. it's like $200 million. Right. 100, 150 million. animators that yeah. you got to have and on that yeah. stuff. But <clears throat> in Devotion, so it's a war movie, you're right. Guess who's in it? Uh, well, <laughs> spoiler, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it's got Hangman from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess he's typecast. He yeah. can only be. He can only play pilots from now on. Poor guy. Glenn Powell, not a boy. Uh, got <coughs> that square jaw. <laughs> Dude, Jonathan Majors is in everything now. Yeah, everything. Who, so who? he's in this. He plays Kang, the Conqueror. He's the new villain in Phase Five and Six of the MCU. Okay. He's like the Thanos. He's the new guy. Okay. And he's in the new Creed Three coming up. He plays. Yeah, uh, he is. Uh, and he's jacked. He is yoked. Yeah, yeah that guy's pretty big. Yeah, I My saw the Creed God. trailer. Creed Three trailer. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Part Two. I liked Part One. Um, did I wait? No, did I see Part? I think I've seen parts of Part Two. Um, part Two's okay. And then the girls were making noise, and I couldn't. Yeah, finish it. Just so ruined I, your life, didn't they? It did, and just ruined everything. Threw the TV out the goddamn window. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I noticed him in uh, the Creed three trailer, and then uh, so Kang. Okay, so Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, he's gonna be in Ant Man Quantonium. Comes on February. Okay, that's. I was trying to think. I was like, I saw that name somewhere, and it was yeah, it was in yeah. the Quantumanium or yep. Quantumanium. He was in uh, the last episode of Loki. He was the guy. Uh, I never saw Loki. Well, there you go. See, I, why would you? I'm just There's too much shit. I'm, I'm such a Marvel fan. I <laughs> that well, Loki's the last Disney plus Marvel show that I watched. Okay. Um, then I got off the train after it. Yeah, it's just too much content. It is a lot of content. Way too much content. But I do like Jonathan Majors. He's a pretty good actor. Yeah. So I like war movies. I don't know. I might. Uh, I heard All Quiet on the Western Front's pretty good. I want to see that. And I thought about seeing that this weekend, except by the time I put the girls to bed, then I'm tired, and then I go to sleep like a baby. Like a baby. Like a baby. So you didn't do it. But, but it's released right now. It's on what, Netflix. It Netflix? Netflix yeah. movie? Um, <clears throat> Looks good. Yeah. I mean, and it's been getting pretty positive reviews. <clears throat> Excuse me. I remember reading the book in college. Um, don't remember the book. But I remember having to read the book in college, um, as is everybody else. I think that was on the what the yeah, sophomore the, or junior reading list. Something you had and, to read that because uh, my history class that I took, we had to uh, <clears throat> read that, and then March, March of the Dead Soldiers, or March of the Undead Soldiers, something another war book. Um, 
both of those left lasting impressions on me because I couldn't really tell you the difference between them. <laughs> so, um, how dare you? I know. Yeah, some mov- some war movies uh, I think are pretty good. Yeah. Um, but but I don't think Devotion has gotten a big marketing push, so I don't think it's gonna. Uh, I haven't heard it. Yeah. I, I haven't seen a trailer. Haven't. It'll. I think it'll peter out. Yeah. Like uh, what was that movie that? Uh, oh crap. Pilot movie that George Lucas. Oh, uh, Red Tails. Red or Tails. Yeah, yeah. The, that didn't uh, do anything. Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, movie. Um, I was looking forward to that because I was like, oh sweet, George Lucas is doing something other than. And then the movie came out and everyone shit on it. And I was like, ah, well, I'm gonna take everybody's word for it and not check it out for myself. Yeah. So, um, there's that. But yeah, I think you think it'll be similar to that. Uh, I don't know. Because it reminds Tales, me of that. Red Tails had a decent marketing push it did, for yeah. it, um, just because it was George Lucas that had done it. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard anything about Devotion um, at all. So I think it'll probably twelve million. I'll be nice. Twenty-five million. <laughs> I'll double it. That works. Yeah. And then there's this movie called Bones and All. Have you heard about this? Uh, it's got uh, Timothy Chalamet, Timothy Sh- Pretty Face. Sh- Sh- yeah, the yeah. the skinny guy that all the girls like. See, I was born in the wrong generation. I know. I would have been the bee's knees. You would have been around this time, just super skinny, kind of gawky looking. Yeah, kind of frail. And yeah, a little frail, like a stiff yeah. wind blows me Get over. The big head. Yeah. Right. A little Squir- bit. Yeah, big head compared to the body. <laughs> Slanted jaw. Yeah. Well, I was just more of a round circle <laughs> face kind of guy, but, um, but I, I've heard some buzz about it. Other than, of course, I mean it's a horror movie, correct? Apparently, it's about a couple that goes on a road trip, kind of like Natural Born Killers, where they kill people and then they eat them. Fun. And a rousing trip for the whole family. Yeah, that and that's coming out Thanksgiving. Nice little there you go. A little foodie mm. foodie movie. Let's see what they did there. It's pretty good. Um hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. It strikes me as one of those movies. The guy who did it uh was uh oh man. The same director who did uh Call Me By Your Name and um Blue is the warmest color. Okay. And the Suspiria remake. Which, so yeah, he Luca Luca Gudanino, yeah, he does offbeat films and they're, you know, they're impressionist and artistic mm-hmm. and very slow. So I just have the uh, suspicion that this is just going to be a slow burn, with very, uh, very dramatic performances. Yeah, uh, Mark Rylance is in it. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean it. I'll wait. Yeah, I'll wait. Yeah, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be a box office hit. I, I'd say fifteen million. Ooh. Yeah. If that. Hopefully, you don't get all the teenagers wanting to eat people. That'll be a problem. Yeah, it's gonna be what's gonna turn on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the eat the eat person challenge. Yeah. You get everyone coming out. Please don't do the TikTok challenge. Yes. As their arm gets cut off and they eat it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. I think uh, out of November, uh, November weekend, 
So that means, ooh, the menu. I really want to see the menu. I've heard good things about it. So, yeah, that came out last weekend. Um, it did. Yeah. So uh, that that's another good Thanksgiving I know. movie. So, yeah, the menu, I, I want to see. Heard good things about it. Mm-hmm. Well, of okay, so as we move along, so this weekend we have The Fablemans, Bones and All, Devotion, and Strange World being released. What do you think is going to be the winner? Of the new releases? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of those four. Strange World. Just because it's a family movie. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Uh, it'll be Strange World. Close behind it, I think, will be the Fable. Well, about $5 million, $10 million less than Strange World, I think, will be the Fablemans. And then you'll have Bones and All, and Devotion will be number eight of the top ten boxes. Really? You think Bones, I th- you think Bones and All is going to beat it? Uh, beat devotion? Yeah, probably. Just okay. just because I've seen stuff for bones and all, I haven't seen anything. I mean, I've, I've heard talk of bones and all. I haven't heard it. I, I found out about devotion today. It's a good so point. I think it's gonna. You're gonna get four veterans that go to that movie, and that'll <laughs> be it. Including me. Listen, I want to be contrarian here. I'm gonna say <laughs> devotion does better than bones and all. I will hold you to that. Okay. And if you're wrong, you have to join the military again. It's impossible. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what else is coming up? Uh, so in December, Violent uh, Night. Violent have, Night. So have you seen a trailer of that? I have. Okay, good. Then you don't need to see the movie because I saw the trailer <laughs> also, which if you want to see Violent <laughs> Night, just watch the trailer and you'll see the movie. Um, <laughs> That's true. You have David Harbour and Beverly D'Angelo and John Lucasamo. Um David Harbour plays Santa, but not your grandfather, Santa. He plays a cussing, ass-kicking Santa, and he's going to take people off his naughty list. Um, <laughs> Is that the tagline? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> well, you made it like up, but it's good. It's um, about right. But yeah, so it's an action comedy. Uh, David Harbour plays Santa, and he stumbles upon this house that I think there's kidnappers in there. They're like trying to rob this billionaire's family's safe and santa comes to town and kicks ass kicks ass murders people uh it looked ridiculous and it's supposed to be it is it is supposed to be over the top but i there is nothing in the trailer that i was like oh that's clever or ha that's funny because yeah, uh, they usually show the better parts of the movie in the trailer, and if the trailer doesn't get me amped up, then I'm like, mm, don't want to watch it. Yeah, <clears throat> I think you're right there. Um, unless it's just like a hidden gem, kind of like a bad Santa or something, to where oh no, it's it's hilarious, and they just happen to not maybe they didn't know how to make a trailer, or maybe the rest of the movie is like way too over the top that they can't do it in the trailer. Um, I don't know, but uh, I I don't think it's going to do very well at all i'm surprised it's getting a theoretical run yeah i that is something that i feel like would not even be on streaming it would be a direct to dvd movie really yeah um i agree with you on that point uh the theatrical run point i think if they if it went to like streaming on netflix i think it would be fine sure i mean that's that's what it feels like it feels like a yeah, a thrown together movie like su- something super quick and 
Well, it's going to be ridiculous because Tommy Workola directed it and he did the Hansel and Gritter Witch Hunter movie. Did mm-hmm. you ever see that? No. <laughs> Is that the one with uh, Jeremy Renner yeah. and... Uh, Gemma Arterton? Gemma Arterton. Arterton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the movie. So it's going to be over the top and violent and mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be some one-liners in there, but I think you're right. I don't think it's going to do very well yeah. in theater. It won't make that much money. I'd say like... Mm, 20 million. Mm. I don't even know what shit movies do on opening weekend now. Like anything less than 10 million is not is not good. If this movie opens less than 10 million, million, it's not good. 15 million. You think so? Yeah. All right. Uh because no one's going to go out of their way to see that. They're going to wait to go see Avatar. That's fair. Um It's fair fair. But yeah. Uh what else we got? And the week after that, Empire of Light, which is another Oscar bait movie directed by Sam Mendes. Oh, Jesus. I used to be... I used to... I don't know. <laughs> used to be what? I, I used <laughs> to look forward to his movie. Like when he did American Beauty, which a lot of people don't like that. I like that movie. I like that movie. I like Road to Perdition. Because I liked his framing and yeah. what he had his cinematographer do. Because I like the symmetry... Uh, obviously, because I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan, but I like I like pretty framed shots. He does that very well. Um, did that very well because I think I was like a kick on that, like the late '90s, early 2000s, because you had Garden State where Zach Braff did a lot of uh, nice shots like that in his film. Um, you had Road to Perdition, American Beauty, and then the earlier Wes Anderson. You, you had a lot of symmetry, um, and I was amped up. For that, for him doing Bond, then mm-hmm. he did Bond, then he did Bond. Um, was, I like Skyfall. That's a good one. Yeah. It, yes. And then... Hmm. Spectre. Yeah. Um, kind of shit the bed for you. Yeah. It, I <laughs> feel like he phoned... I feel like He's a, phoning lot it of, in. a lot of people were phoning it in. Um on that one but so i mean i didn't watch was it 1914 was his 1917 1917 was his previous one where it's all one shot awesome i haven't seen that yet um that movie's awesome and i uh i probably will at some point but i felt like when it came out i was like it's is is, if that's the gimmick then it's a it's a really good movie so that's what i hear so But um, <coughs> you need to give it a fair shot, Jay. So Come what's on. Empire of Light about? Uh, a drama about the power of human connection during turbulent times set in an English coastal town in the early 1980s. Yeah, you fell asleep, didn't you? <coughs> <What>? <laughs> Stars Olivia Coleman and Colin Firth. I mean, the trailer, it's very it's very beautiful, like you said. Symmetry. Symmetry. Beautiful shots. Olivia Coleman's crying and yelling in the trailer. It's going to be very emotion packed and powerful i like olivia coleman i do too it kills me that she is like a powerhouse serious actress because whenever i see her i think of um hot fuzz yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so like when she won her oscar i'm like she she was in hot fucking hot fuzz that's how fast it happens baby (laughs) even though that movie's like 15 years old now I mean when people when uh, Tom Hanks won his Oscar that people are like the bosom buddy guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who pissed really long in a league of their own <laughs> yeah. um 
But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Toby Jones, Colin Firth, and yep. Um, it's Oscar bait. I think it'll make like I don't know twenty to thirty million dollars. You know, because again, it, what's it about? It's set in a, during a turbulent time. There's emotions. Yeah. That really doesn't play all too well in the hall, unless it's like just critically, and the word of mouth is just out of this world. Mm-hmm. But I don't see that happening. Um, we'll see. I mean, they could have done a very. I mean, I can't imagine American Beauty having that powerful of a synopsis. It's true thing too. But that movie was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, you have Empire of Light, and then also the same weekend you have The Whale, which I don't know if that's getting a wide release at that time. I think it's getting a wide release in January. Okay. Um, that I want to see. I do too. Brendan Fraser. Heard good things about it. Yeah. Heard a lot of good things about it. So And I've told you I like the wrestler a lot. Yeah. I like when, you're, you're I, a big Derek Aronofsky fan. I'm a well when he doesn't go out there, his his movie Mother is is f- fucking weird. <laughs> and I haven't seen I haven't seen the wrestler. I heard it's good. It's very good. Um I, I like it a lot. It, is it depressing? Uh in parts, I guess, but it's not like to the point where it's not like Requiem for a Dream where that you're just depressed mm-hmm. watching that movie um you know it's just a about a guy who try is trying to reconcile his relationship with his daughter mm-hmm. and they he does to an extent throughout the movie so no i wouldn't say it's completely depressing yeah okay he's got there's some redemption arcs in there that are pretty good i might check it out yeah because i mean the thing that comes to mind is black swan <laughs> and requiem for a dream which requiem for a dream i've seen several times um and black swan i think i saw once just because I was like, eh, okay, I guess. Yeah. So. There was a couple shots in there that I liked when they were, they had the camera panning back and forth, and you saw um, the instructor uh, in front of the mirror, and you didn't see the camera in front yeah. of the mirror. I like that shot. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I feel like a lot of his films, I have to be in a certain. Certain mood to do it. Yeah, just, or, if I, especially if I don't know really anything about the movie. Yeah. Um. But. You do because he he'll make a movie like The Fountain, which is it's beautiful to look at, but then like the story's uh, story's stupid. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Noah, yeah, I never saw that. Oh, uh, for several reasons. You can tell he was he didn't even he did it for the paycheck. Yeah, there's too many studio producer notes in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. The well, I mean, as soon as they hired Russell Crowe, I was like, oh, out, of course, fucking done. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it's not L.A. Confidential Part 2? Don't care. Don't care. Is that the only movie you like with him in it? Might be. <laughs> L.A. Confidential. I, I, I did enjoy him in uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, That's the one movie I hate him in. <laughs> I hate that character. I don't think he was acting in that. I think he's just like, hey, Russell, just be yourself. You think so? <laughs> uh, then he went out back and shot himself in the face. Ugh. But yeah, yeah, the whale. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the whale. Um, Me too. I think Brendan Fraser will get an Oscar for that before even seeing it. I think it's already been decided. You think so? Yep. You don't think he's gonna get enough a lot of fat suit blowback? Nope. He is going to get an Oscar for it because he was blacklisted because of sexual harassment mm-hmm. things, and that he it. he alleged that somebody else was sexually harassing him. Correct. Not the other way around. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Brendan, oh, if it was the other way Brendan around, Brendan Fraser would never do that. 
He is America's sweetheart. He's a goddamn national treasure. Nah. Um, no, because when you when you sexually assault people uh, in Hollywood now, that you wouldn't get a redemption for that. Uh, correct. But you can you can have sex with underage girls and be, you know, world renowned and critically acclaimed and still nominate for Oscars and win Oscars and win Oscars. Absolutely. Um, that's fine. Up until to a point, then yeah. once enough people say, "Hey, that's not right," and then they're like, "Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't yeah. mean it." Um, but uh, but yeah, I think he's going to, I think he's going to win, win an Oscar. I think you're right there. Um, it'll be his. He'll be like, "Sorry, sorry, sorry, yeah, we kicked so, you out in your prime. Sorry about that. <laughs> Does this make it better? <laughs> sorry, we're all pieces of shit, but." <laughs> Yeah. What a shit town. What a bunch of fucking, fucking. hypocrites. Jesus. <laughs> They're all the the worst, aren't they? <laughs> they are. <laughs> they really are. Uh, how do they sleep at night? Yeah. On their covered with their I know. awesome right. thousands and millions of dollars. Someone, pull, someone pulls a rope and just million dollar <laughs> bills just come down. How do they sleep at night? Probably with underage kids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, with multiple kids and their secretaries and people who want to be stars. Yes. So, but no, I, I'm looking forward to the whale. Um, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is actually getting a theatrical run here. Uh, yeah. And so release. when, so yeah, so they're just going to be releasing that. I imagine, because I think Netflix owns a theater, mm. um, in Los Angeles, to get it nominated for for something, yeah, okay. and I think they, I don't know if it's one or two theaters because I think there's like a minimum to yeah. where it needs to be released for like a certain amount of time. They usually release something for like a week, yeah, and just to get past that bylaw, if they want to get something nominated, yeah. Um, I'm actually looking forward to it. I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I'll watch it on Netflix. I won't. I won't I'm not gonna fly to L.A. to watch it. No, um, because that would be stupid. Um. But yeah, I'll, I'll watch that, and then maybe we'll have a uh, Pinocchio episode. Yeah, absolutely. Because we had three, we had three Pinocchio movies come out. Yep, that's right. We had uh, the Disney Plus remake. The Disney Plus with Tom Hanks, uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis, uh, <coughs> and <laughs> that's um, about right. My my number that's one my favorite review. director. He's just <laughs> maintaining that number one spot. <laughs> um, that's all right. He's He's old. He's, just He's doing old. It for money. He's doing it for money. Um, and then you had the Guillermo del Toro, and then you had the unknown Pauly Shore Pinocchio movie, which was a Russian film that they released in the States, and then they just got American actors to voice Really? Over. Yeah. So it was actually a Russian film, and then they just got some American people. I and think, that includes Pauly Shore? And John Heater, Heater, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Is it um, animated or is it like? Yeah, it's animated. Okay, yeah, it's 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 animated. Yeah, it's like, animated. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft ninety five. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, they did it with MS Paint. Oh, uh, it's nice. Very well done. Yeah, um, it's abstract. But yeah, maybe we'll do one comparing all th- all those three gems. Mm. Um, but yeah, so then we have oh, what's well after that the big one is Avatar. Ooh. So what do you think? So the second trailer came out. Yeah. <laughs> Underwhelmed? Or were you just whelmed? I was whelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, it's in water, I guess. 
there's a lot of water in yeah. this. Like, I'm an outsider. I'm like, oh, that old chestnut. Yeah. Um, eh, I... I, I don't know. It's tough for me to predict because the first av- the first Avatar everyone went and saw because it was an event film. You mm-hmm. had to go see it in theaters. I feel like this will probably be similar. I and I know he's shooting. It's in three D, and I know he's shooting some scenes at a high frame rate. So normally, with most people, all right everybody 24 frames a second so you get 24 pictures during a movie that's normal you see 24 individual pictures and that's what creates one second of film and that's what gives you the effect of motion uh high frame rate you can do 48 frames per second or you can do was it 96 frame like you could just keep doubling doubling you, it. you could just keep doing higher and higher frame rates um and I believe Peter Jackson did that with The Hobbit in 3D. The, f- first, the first one, yeah, one. and people were complaining yeah, he about did it. did the first one in 48 frames per second in 3D, and a lot of people complained because it looked too, like you could see the outline of the CG. Yeah. And what the problem is when you do that, <clears throat> because when you do a high frame rate, you lose people said oh it looked weird well the weird thing about it is there's no motion blur so when you move your hand in front of your face you can kind of see a little bit of a blur and 24 frames just happen to be that magic number to where something looks similar to how things look in real life um that's why when you look at older films they kind of look sped up a little bit Mm -hmm. because it was actually shot at about 15 frames uh per second so it kind of looked but when you play it back at 24 or 30 frames per second on TV. It looks normal. It looks a little yeah. jittery and stuff like that. Um, but then as technology evolved, they went to 24 frames a second. And they're like, oh, that's a sweet spot. And that's what it's been for 80 forever years. Um, <clears throat> so, But I know some scenes in Avatar are high frame rates. And I don't know if it's 48 or if it's going to be higher than that. Um, but with 48 frames or higher frame rates, you can allow more light. You get less dimming with the 3d. And I mean, I think the 3d will look phenomenal. I'm assuming it'll look phenomenal. Yeah. It'll be very, very sad if everyone's like, yeah, it looks all right. <laughs> like everyone is just so desensitized with effects now that they're like, yeah, it's fine. Um, I think he'll probably, I think it'll look pretty good. Um, Never doubt him. The and that's never that, doubt that's him. the thing. Like I don't, I don't think the story is going to be that. And but I well, don't want to say that wasn't. either. Yeah, because Avatar's story sucked. Yeah, it's um, okay. But the other stories he's done are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like Titanic is good. I mean, True Lies, which is like his forgotten film. I mean, it's it's an entertaining story. It was it was fun. Um, I Avatar for me wasn't that fun. It was mm-hmm. it was just kind of like preachy a little bit, or yeah. like it was trying to be something. It was trying to elevate itself to a point that I it should have been more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was just too preachy, or is trying to take itself too seriously. Um. But it overcame that because the it was an event. Yeah, 
and it had legs. It, and like a lot of his film, like his Titanic didn't have a huge opening weekend. Mm-hmm. It was okay. The movie came out, and then people just kept talking about it, and it was something you had to go see. Um, the fr- the first Avatar was like that. I I don't know. I think this is going to be one of those movies that oh you got to go see it or what I think I feel like it's got to have a great story because I feel like a lot of people the general audience is going to go they'll see this and they will compare it to when they saw the first avatar and people had either built up avatar so much in their heads as far as oh I remember the 3d and everything and people probably go and be like yeah it was about the same or it'll be, oh, it's amazing. Like, it's so much better than the first one, kind of, like, as far as visually yeah. and everything. Story, I don't think it's going to be there. I hope it is, but I, everything I saw in the trailer is just like, oh, your kids are outsiders now because you are an avatar. And, yeah. And I... Yeah, how can they build from that original story that was kind of weak to begin with? I feel like they're just hitting on the same shit. Yeah, and there's three more after this. Like it's his kids that are outsiders now instead of him, and it's yeah, three more. Ugh. That's why the story is going to be very important because I agree with you to an extent. I think this is going to be the the biggest opening of the year because of that factor of people remember seeing it in the theaters back in '09 and remember it being an event, and I think it's going to have that effect of. I want to go see this the the opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be there. I I'm predicting that it's going to open with like I'm going to say 220 million. I think it's going to break 200 million. But whether or not it has legs uh, depends on everything you just said. If the story's not there, because I don't think I don't think the effects are going to be like it's not going to be an event. Like uh, I I feel like I'm going to go see it in 3D and be like oh I've seen this before I remember this. Mm-hmm. But if the story isn't there. And the word of mouth isn't there. I don't think it's going to have the same legs that the first Avatar did, and it's and I don't think it will. So ultimately, I think it's going to finish with like around, I'd say like f- a little over five hundred million. Mm-hmm. And I hope I would be willing to relinquish awesome visuals for better story. Yeah, me too. Um, because if there's, I mean, just for the sake of the franchise, just because if the story's not there, it's going to be. It's just because next year when the next one gets released, it'll yep. be like the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe thing. Yeah, just Dimension Returns. That's really another fr- thing. If the story isn't there, just the next the next releases of the the next three movies are Dimension Returns. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like uh, Fantastic Beasts. They're not even making them anymore. They're playing yeah. on five after the third one. No, thank you. Yeah. All done. Um. Yeah, we'll see on that. I mean, I, I I watched the trailer again today, and it's like it, it's it's a computer animated film. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, again, James Cameron never never doubt him. I know. I know. I, mean, I could be an ass, and it has legs, and it ends up being the top grossing movie of all time. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. There's a family element to it. Maybe that'll. Yep. Maybe that'll get Could, me. I mean, that's why I recommended Avatar back in '09 when I saw it. I said, "Listen, I mean, it's like Dances with Wolves in Outer Space, but I'm telling you what, you gotta go see it in 3D. It's awesome. 
And that's and that's what I feel like most everyone was saying. It's like you you just have to see it in theaters. Yeah. What's the story like? Eh. It's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Just get immersed in the world. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Which I will say, I had the palm sweats when they're oh the yeah mountains. That was awesome. To where I had a little not vertigo, but I had that sense of like I was really high up. Yeah, that was almost worth it in and of itself. Mm-hmm. The admission it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we'll see. God, I miss people having sex with their dragons. All right. Uh, and then, uh, so for Christmas, they got Puss in Boots, the long-anticipated sequel to Puss in Boots. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's not, that's not going to do very well. I don't think anyone cares about no that. No one cares. Babylon. Oh, yeah. So, I... Looking forward to that. Yeah. I, uh, I think the... I think I've seen all of... Damon Chavibi, Chavelle, Ch- Chiselle. 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 He's so, only made two movies. For Chisel. Uh, I'm sorry, three movies. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, because he did Whiplash. He did First Man. And, and La La Land. And La La Land. I liked. Have you, have you ever heard that, uh, the Between Two Ferns outtakes on that? Mm-mm. So he's talking to John Legend, who was a music consultant on La La Land. Yeah. And he goes, how did you feel about La La Land? Do you think that, did you like the fact that it gave white white people a chance to explain jazz to black people? <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's very good. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, I liked uh, I liked La La Land. I liked uh, Whiplash. Whiplash, I think, was a better movie than La La both La La Land and First Man. I mean, they were they're different, different films, movies, but I feel like Whiplash was more engaging. La La Land's pretty good. First Man was, eh, yeah, it, it was okay. I was a little under. I was a little whelmed. Um, the I was looking forward to that, but. I think it had issues because there was a documentary that came out. It was about the first moon landing and they took all this footage from the sixties and they upscaled it. They redid like a lot of what Peter Jackson's doing with older footage now to where he's refurbishing it and touching it up and making it look pristine and then doing documentaries on it. It was a documentary similar to that. The name of it's escaping me. Um, but uh was this on Disney Plus? <clears throat> no. It was was it a Nat Geo thing? It might be on there. I saw it on an airplane. Um but it was I mean it was there was no narrator. No it just had dial it was just video clips. Oh cool. Of leading up to it and just technicians talking to the astronauts, everything else and, and all that good stuff. Um and I feel like that got more praise than what this movie did and from what i understand the ending of first man was the same ending as that documentary oh really where that was like the big thing is that they had the footage from when they were on the moon uh supposedly and (laughs) um it was like this big breathtaking finale of the thing and i think either first man i think first man had to change the way that they were going to do mm-hmm. the ending because it was very similar to the documentary or something like that yeah. it was like the 50th anniversary <clears throat> thing that nasa released and um 
I remember That's watching First Man and thinking, wow, uh, Ryan Gosling, Neil Armstrong, he's not a likable guy at all in this. Yeah, there was, uh, what was that? There was a miniseries that came out around the same time. God. Uh, what, from the Earth to the Moon? No, 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 no. Um, oh, they came out the same time as First Man. About the same time as First Man. Uh miniseries <laughs> about space it had alan shepherd um it was a uh 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 the right stuff the miniseries uh oh yeah yeah the right Disney stuff. plus yeah that's pretty good i, I never, never watched it oh it was pretty good pretty good yeah i, I liked it of course i mean i like space yeah i like that shit so yeah. um but I, I thought the acting was good um i enjoyed that a lot that was probably uh, of that stuff that came out like a couple of years ago or two or three years ago because I think it all came out like around 2019, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably my favorite uh, thing they did. I don't know if they ever, I don't think they ever did a season two. Oh, they just roped you in for a subscription. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Fucking mouse. I know. I remember when Disney Plus came out in, in uh, 2019, there was like four original shows. There's like Je- Jeff Goldblum questions everything. And then there was uh, yeah, which that that was disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a uh, Kristen Bell was singing songs, and and then it was just the Disney catalog, and that was it. And now it was just jam packed with crap, fucking crap, just overstuffed with shit. I get that fucking content. It's just everywhere. Um, are they not gonna do? They're not. They're there to disappoint you, Jay. They're hey, the money's in Marvel. Since Star Wars, baby. That's where the money's gone. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. So are you excited for Babylon, though? Uh, <clears throat> I guess. I mean, I saw the trailer, and I it didn't. It was pretty good. It just looked kind of batshit. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if it'll be kind of like satirical or anything in any way. It seems like there's a satirical tone to it. Um, But it's a Hollywood movie. It's going to get nominated for a bunch of Oscars because it's about Hollywood. Just yeah. like La La Land. I... I'm interested. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see because I will say, uh, with La La Land, some of the musical numbers and the dance sequences, they shut down the highway. Like some of the things I watched because I'm not big into musicals, and that kind of half of a musical because mm-hmm. I forgot it was a musical halfway through. But um, it, there were shots in there and sequences. I was like, this is pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy is our age. And he's able to direct musicals, I feel like, better. He's able to kind of pull a little bit of that classical musical style out, and he was able to modernize it and make it entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that Babylon's a musical, but there's a lot of dancing in it. That's the only reason why I thought of it. So, I mean, the choreography, I think, will probably be pretty good. Yeah, a lot of flappers, 20s dancing. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll go see it in theaters. Well, Avatar. I got to pick my spots. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably call off two weeks of work or something yeah. at the end of the year anyway, so I'll probably go see yeah, it. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Um, I'll go see it. Yeah. 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 I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all the big stuff. It's all the big stuff. Um. How do you think Babylon will do? Um, I think it'll do like seventy million. Jesus, opening weekend? No, no, no total, no. total. 
No, opening weekend probably like I don't know, eighteen twenty million, something like that. Yeah, I can see that. Um, unless yeah. it gets like critically, and lo- like unless it's one of those movies that just has a good, like a fantastic yeah. story. I feel like stuff like that is what gives movie like unless it's just a good all around solid movie. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I feel like gives movies legs. Um, the only one I could think of this year was Top Gun that did yeah. that. And because that was in theaters, I feel like forever, forever. Um, uh, but rightfully so. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, unless, I mean, yeah, if not, yeah. then it'll be in and out and be on. Or the performances are just amazing. Like, I think the whale is going to do very well. I think it's going to have legs. Everyone's going to keep talking about Brandon Frazier all the way up until. I Oscar think movie season. nerds will. I think it's in that because <clears throat> you, you have tiers of films that people watch. So like yeah. movies like the reader. That will win <laughs> awards, but no one, only four people have seen that. And I think yeah. three of them were producers. Um, Obviously. I don't think Kate Winslet even saw it. Uh, <laughs> and then you have, so you have movies like that bottom rung to where no one sees. And then you have movies that are a little bit like a step up. And that's where I think the whale is going to live to where movie nerds will watch it. And Brendan Fraser fans may or may not watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's going to cross that threshold into mainstream independent movies. Like the King's Speech was an independent movie, felt like an independent movie. I think it was kind of a major studio, but it was bolstered by Colin Firth's performance. Yeah, yeah. and um, it was shot like an independent film. It had mm-hmm. some quirky framing or whatever. Um, but it was a low key movie that got a lot of attention. I don't feel like the whale is like that i think it'll be similar to the wrestler to a lot of like once it's out of theaters i think a lot of people will then watch it or that's how they're gonna okay see it um but while it's in theaters i i don't see it doing too well i disagree oh you're wrong i think it's gonna cross the 100 million threshold I think it's I think it's a great example of the King's speech. I think it's gonna play like the King's speech. Okay. I hope it does. Yeah. I mean, me too. I, if it's good, I hope it does. Yeah. If, if it's dog shit, I don't want it to everyone to praise it because people shouldn't praise right. shit. They just shouldn't. You shouldn't praise shit. No. Just just be honest, people. What's wrong with you? I just. Well, you don't care that celebration get of pr- mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was shunned from Hollywood. It's a comeback story. No, people I, love it. I want to see the Mummy, Part Four. I do too. I'd see it. Bring back uh, Rachel Weisz because she wasn't in the third one. She wasn't. It's a mistake. But no, get get Brendan Fraser going. Get him and uh, get him back in his. Oh yeah, because he how how old is he? I think he's in his fifties. He so he could still he could still get it. I mean he, he's right. got, he's got the uh, the middle aged body which. It's fine. It's okay. Get a dietitian. Um, you know, get some. Go go go. Work out with the Rock. Get some fucking steroids. Sixty eight. So, yeah, he's mid fifties. Yeah, you could get yeah. it. Yeah, you could get it. Get some HGH in you. Yeah, I saw a. Uh, yeah, I saw a the Rock's Belvedere 50. vodka commercial with Daniel Craig dancing around. He's fifty five. There you go. He's been in shape for the past twenty True. years, but true. Uh, I think Brendan Fraser could get it. Oh, he could shed that weight off easily. 
fucking he can do it. mummy. Yeah. Do the fucking mummy. That's right. Harrison Ford's 90. He's in Indiana Jones 5 that's coming out. Yeah. Which I, I hope an Irishman <laughs> such a situation doesn't happen to where they just put young face on him. And then you get the T-Rex arms of him like stomping somebody in the curb. <laughs> yeah. Just 80-year-old man moving around. And yeah. I, I hope they have a choreographer that knows how to do stunts for that old of a person. Yeah. That I think will be the clincher if it's... Maybe they'll have the guy who plays Michael Myers in Halloween... The newer ones. Maybe he'll be the stunt double for Harrison Ford and in Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> he seems like he can handle himself. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm thinking Avatar is still going to make a shit ton of money. Yep. And I think uh, if I had to pick a surprise, I would say... I don't think The Whale is going to be a surprise. I think people are going to go see that. But probably The Fablemans. <clears throat> if it's a nice heartwarming movie... Uh, and it's critically acclaimed and audiences like it, I think it might have legs and families will go see it. Yeah. I'd like Fablemans to be awesome. Yeah, me too. I haven't felt anything from a movie in a long time. I'm dead inside. You are dead inside. Fucking, fucking weird. Mediocre guy. shit that's been coming out for only five years. Yeah. I hope it's good. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick made me feel something. <clears throat> that scene with Val Kilmer. All right, easy. I was Jesus. like, oh, oh, that one. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the football scene. We need more scenes like um, this. Oh, well, yeah, that goes without saying. <laughs> so many abs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was good. All right. Well, Alrighty then. Well, that's the rest of the all the big ones coming out. <clears throat> the rest the of the stuff is released on Netflix or. Disney Plus, and I'm sure that's going to be fucking exhausting. Wonderful. Yeah. I can't really, I can't think of anything that's going to be released on streaming that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, I mean, this isn't coming out until next year, but uh, John Wick trailer, oh. ch- chapter four. Did you see that trailer yet? I saw Donnie Wynn in it. Donnie Yen? Donnie Yen, sorry. I want to say Get Quinn. your fuck, get. Names right. Listen. Show respect. Listen. You got to give me a mulligan on this. Um, and uh, what did you think of the trailer? I thought it was okay. Yeah. It seemed I, more of the same stuff. It felt... I was waiting for like, uh, like a signature action piece because each of the trailers before had like a signature. Yeah. I didn't see anything. And I, I didn't either. And I yeah. was like, That's, I'm not seeing anything new and mm-hmm. I'm not... Which... I think we're getting into the story part of thing, like like the lore, I guess, of that world, which is fine. I'd love to find out more about that. But some of the fight scenes that I saw, I mean, and, and I'm not saying this to be mean or anything, but uh, Keanu Reeves was a little slow, but he is it's almost sixty. Yeah, he he's up there, he's old. <laughs> and um, and Donnie Yen is also up there. He is. So, yep. but. Again, I'm looking forward to that fight scene. I am like, too. I, anything with Donnie Yen in it, I'm just I love yeah. the Ip Man movies. Yeah. Um, and I'm still gonna I'm still gonna go see it because I, I I love yeah. I Ian love McShane's in it still. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence okay. Fishburne. Yep. Come on. The Merovingian. <laughs> yes. It's gonna be good. Um, do, do you know they're doing spinoffs now? Of yeah, with uh, Anna de Arma. Yeah. 
Armas. Dana Armas. Yeah. Dana Armas. Which I enjoyed her in uh, No Time to Die. I haven't seen it yet. She what? I haven't seen No Time to Die yet. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen the latest James Bond? It's on Amazon Prime. I just haven't haven't gotten around to see it. It's you know, Spectre wasn't that great, so I'm not like just clamoring to go see it. Oh, but I'll, I'll watch it. Calm down. She's great in it. By the she's way, she's good in it. Okay, she she's only in it for like five minutes. All right, but it's a good five minutes. Yeah. It's, it's oh, oh, it's a good five minutes for you. She did it for you. It's pretty good. It was because that was the first thing. Because I had seen her in Knives Out. Yeah. She looked like a completely different person mm. in uh, No Time to Die, and but her character in No Time it was it was fun. Um, like it was a fun five minutes, but. Cool. Uh, pretty good scene. So I'm, yeah, because she's in a spinoff, the John Wick spinoff, the ballerina. Yeah. Um, which I think that'll be. I mean, I don't even know what's about. Uh, I uh, a is ballerina. She just, is she just another John Wick assassin? I, I assume so. I don't know. I didn't look into it. I I've only seen headlines like mm. oh, Anna de Armas or Arma Retta is yeah in the John Wick spinoff, but big shoes to fill. The uh, those action set pieces better be uh, practically done and and amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll I'll see it. She way. better be in the f- the f- the fucking range like Keanu, just doing all the crazy shit. Yeah, with all the, the seals, <laughs> tech shit. Yeah, the uh, yeah the uh, tactical training or whatever. Guy I work with um, it was lunch today, and he told me he's like, yeah, because I I was like, you guys do anything fun this past weekend? He's like, mm. oh, I did advanced. Uh, firearm training oh cool at the range i was like yeah tell me about that and but he said it was like a lot of movement drills and like reload drills and how to um like uh cock your pistol like with one hand and stuff i was like i was like were you doing that like that john wick thing yeah yeah he he he, like pulls the the slide back with one hand and checks it with each hand yeah all that he's like no we didn't do that but (laughs) he's talking about all these drills that he was doing i was like need to have that guy start teaching you some John Wick shit, like two in the chest, one in the face, two in the <laughs> chest, one in the face, and Spartan kick him through the fucking window or something. <laughs> I remember when I watched the first one, I was in, I was stationed in Hawaii at the time and I saw it with a couple of the guys on my boat. They didn't want to go see it at all. I had to force them to go see it. They were like, I don't want to go see fucking Keanu Reeves. I don't want to see Neo. They're like, I don't want to see fucking Neo. This is going to mm-hmm. be stupid. They came out of it like, that's the best fucking movie I've ever seen, man. He's like, that's the only time I've seen them actually handle a gun. Shoot the gun the way you're supposed to shoot a gun. Yeah. yeah. Very impressed. I love I love how he reloads the shotgun. Yeah. And in those films. Yeah. Um That's what those movie that, that, that those movies do so well. Like uh I obviously the, a lot of it's choreographed, but the realism of how you run out of bullets mm-hmm. and you have to reload. Yep. You know? Taking that into account, I don't think that had ever been done before in an action movie. I can't think of one where the it's only been one done I can well. think of where they talked about running out of bullets was Last Action Hero, when they're at the end. <laughs> they make fun of and it. He, well, yeah. Well, he says uh, because there's that scene at the end when you have uh, uh, Dance, uh, Jonathan Dance, Charles Dance, Charles Dance, yeah, Jonathan Dance, Jesus. Um, Charles Dance is pointing the gun at Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he he has that line. He's like, "You see, in this world, in the real world, bad guys can win." And he pulls the trigger, and the gun oh, clicks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember seeing because my dad took me to see that, 
And he kind of giggled and he's like, they can also run out of bullets. <laughs> and I was like, huh? Cause I think I was like nine or 10. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, they, they never run out of bullets in movies. Do they? They and, don't. Yeah. Um, that's the only other movie that comes to mind whenever I think of running out of bullets. Yeah, like, that's last true. Action hero. But, um, yeah, that'll be good. All right. Well, anything else on upcoming? No, I think we, I think we beat it. Right. Beat it to death. Yeah. There are, we didn't do a top five. No. Thanksgiving movies because there's not, there's, there's not that many. No, there I, really I know of two off, off the, the top, top of your my head. head. Yeah. It's Home for the Holidays and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which we touched on Planes, Trains a little bit in the top five 80s comedies. Um, I feel like it's a little too soon. Maybe we'll do it next year or something yeah, we like could. that. We'll talk about that. Um, Home for the Holidays uh, is a little... Hidden Gem, I've only seen it once. Uh, I've got, never seen it. Uh, was it Holly Hunter? Yeah, you um, got it right here. And Robert Downey Jr. Yep. And um, Anne Bancroft. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Robinson. So, and it came out in the early 90s. It was directed by Jodie Foster. 95. 95. Uh, directed by Jodie Foster. It's a comedy drama kind of a thing okay uh a woman if i remember correctly a woman goes back to her hometown i think she's just let go or she was just went through a breakup or something robbie downey jr plays her brother who is just kind of a mess in his life which coincidentally so was he during that time um yeah and because i think he was dealing with his addiction issues uh, but he's great in it. <laughs> he looks like he's dealing with his addiction. He's got the <laughs> penis haircut. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> but um, those are the only two movies off the top of my head that are actually like Thanksgiving themed. Um, right. Oh, it's got a, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, the guy who played Charles Durning. Yeah. yeah I love him. He plays a father. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> but those are the only two movies that off the top of my head as far as. When's the last time you saw Home for the Holidays? Probably <clears throat> 2007, 2008. Wow, it's been a minute. Yeah. So, but now I've you only liked seen it enough to wa- to buy it though. Yeah. So. Well, I think I saw it at like uh, a disc replay or like one of those things. <laughs> I saw it for a dollar, and I just yeah, thought I think not. so. It was yeah. like for a dollar. I was like, yeah, that's worth a dollar. Um, and I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Uh, it was in my physical media buying phase. Um. <laughs> How long, how long did that phase last? A long fucking time. A long time. I did... Uh, one of the times when I got insurance, I was checking to see if I was overinsured or underinsured. And I did a uh, count of my Blu-rays and DVDs. And I just based it off brand new price of how much I had and spent. Mm-hmm. For now, it's fucking depressing. Where after that, you're like, "What? What am I doing?" I a little <laughs> bit, and uh, I think I had bought some <clears throat> movies after the fact, but I was buying movies that either a I really really wanted, or I was completing collections in preparation for having kids. Mm. So I knew, like, as soon as the uh, Disney 
diamond edition blu-rays or anything like that came out i was like okay i'm gonna get i'm gonna get all the classic cartoons i'm gonna get all that stuff because this is before streaming and i was like that way i'll have it i don't have to wait for it to pop out of the disney vault again and that way the kids can watch that they can watch the marvel movies so i was like buying these collections all the pixar movies i was like trying to get that organized and set and by the time we had kids, then streaming was streaming all took a giant shit on your entire like, damn it. enterprise. <laughs> so, but uh, no, I think it was like a. I want to say, I think like twenty thousand dollars. Oh my god, Jay. <clears throat> um, but that's assuming it was all the price of a new price of Blu-ray. a new thing. Gotcha, and which. A lot of my normal DVD, my Blu-rays, I think I mainly bought full price. Every once in a while, I found a deal on a Blu-ray. If I could find a deal, I would get it. Like right. the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit extended edition Blu-rays. Um, those I bought on sale. Uh, I think Best Buy had them on sale. It was like half off or something ridiculous. And I'm like, yep, getting it. And got that. Uh, some of the other ones, like a lot of the DVDs, I... This is when I was building my collection. I it was at the time when video stores were starting to go by the wayside. Yeah, like a lot of the independent ones. So, bar, uh, Blockbuster was still there. Family Video still there, um, and a lot of the independent ones were going out of business. And if I happened to drive by one and say, "Hey, DVD sale," and I'd pull in and I could get like fifteen movies for like twenty bucks or something like that. Mm. So I bought a lot of them like that, um, but. Uh, $20,000. But look at it this way. If <laughs> okay. I traded them in, yeah, I could get tens. Tens of dollars. Tens of dollars. You sure could. <laughs> it makes um, you feel better, right? Yeah. Uh, the only... Yeah. It's depressing. I love some of the choices you got over here. Like what? You have like the, you have like the Hobbit... Yeah. And all the Bonds and Alien, like all these really great movies. And then you look over in your DVDs and you got Grind and The One. <laughs> <laughs> hey, The One, uh, the best, uh, probably one of the best uh, multiverse movies. It, yeah, it is pretty good. Yeah. The uh, multiverse before multiverse. Yep. And yeah, I know. I got. Yeah. You can tell what 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 picks you got that were on the dollar bin at the clearance. Oh yeah, yeah, you definitely can because I think some of the stickers are still on them, which that just always irked me. Like when they put stickers on the packaging because I like the packaging just to be clear. Yeah, you got the purge. I didn't. I didn't think you'd be the purge a uh, purge kind of guy. Uh, that's your sister. Oh, okay, that explains it. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking inglorious bastards. That's your sister. The jazz singer? That's me. <laughs> you don't say? <laughs> Chrissy's a big jazz singer fan. Hey, Neil Diamond's the shit. And uh yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, you got you got Country Strong. That's your sister. Uh Cloak and Dagger. That's that's me. That's you. That screams you. Yeah. You could you could almost I could almost I don't know. I guess a typical white male growing up in the 90s and 2000s and 80s, you could probably pinpoint when I bought certain movies and guess how old I was when I bought these movies. Like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. 
mall yeah, rats. Yeah, you're a solid, solid teenager then, right? Yeah. Was- <laughs> well, I see Dogma, and I love that movie, and I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, that's right they don't, there. I know. Because they, I have it. <laughs> well, they don't sell it anymore. I know. I wanted to buy it on uh, Amazon, because I love it. They, uh, You can't even get it digitally? No. It's not on iTunes. That's the only thing I like about physical media. Yeah. Because you have, uh, one, if it's not streaming somewhere... Uh, or two, they censor the shit out of it or change it. Change it, yeah. Because of current sensibilities or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And uh, which is a crime against art. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of shit. A lot of shit. A lot of fucking shit. Everyone's. I still, want- you know what? I still get the urge to want to buy like a Blu ray. I don't. I enjoy, I enjoy opening it up. It's like a book. You know what I, I mean? I like it. No, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I um I uh, it's just so I, I like the, I like the idea of opening it up and putting it in the actual player and committing to it versus a streaming service where I put it on and then like you know. Yeah, it's more special. Right. Because it's like, almost like a uh a uh what do I want to say? A um an act of it's like a commitment, a ceremony almost. It is, yes. There a you go. A little bit of a ceremony, or like kind of not ceremony, but more of a an event, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a, you have that physical opening. It's like you're committing to doing something, yeah. um, as opposed to just flipping through. Oh, <clears throat> fuck, I'll put this on. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino uh, said something about that. How he misses going to the video store, mm-hmm. and you committed. You look around, you commit to like those two movies, and you have to watch them because you have to return them the next day, or else yep. you get late fees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, I do remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, renting yeah. something and then watching it multiple times before you return. Absolutely. Um or you would get home and be like, This is what I'm doing tonight mm-hmm. and that's it. Nothing else comes up. <clears throat> You're committed to doing it. Yeah. And I I've lost the urge to buy I will still buy physical media on Criterion and I think that's it. Or, that's if, it? or if something comes out like on 4K, because the problem was I had a pretty decent DVD collection and then Blu-ray came out and then I started upgrading my favorite movies from DVD to Blu-ray <laughs> and I'd get rid of the DVD versions once I got the Blu-ray because yeah. they had better bonus features, all that stuff. <laughs> then I started doing that. But then once I got one movie on Blu-ray... uh. I like, for example, if a movie came out to where I got the first two movies on DVD and then by the time the third one came out, it was on Blu-ray and I bought it on Blu-ray, I'd have to go back and, and buy, buy the other one too. Even if it was a movie that I wasn't that much of a fan of, the part of me needed to have the complete set in Blu-ray. You're still compelled to do it. Yes. And even though I may never watch it, it something inside of me that I just had to have everything in Blu-ray for that particular franchise or series of films. That is a mild form of OCD you got going on there. A little bit. <laughs> and there's the packaging. I I used to be ridiculous about the packaging to where I wouldn't like people borrowing my movies. Oh, yeah. Especially if they had kids. Yeah. Or animals. Or if they were smokers or whatever. 
because or if they walked funny something yeah or i mean if I, they had too much you know a little bit li- liquid coming out of their their nose yeah and i'm not being tongue-in-cheek about this i've had people at work if they voted democrat i have a buddy at work <laughs> that's a big bruce lee fan okay and i bought the bruce lee box set on criterion and it's got a nice little insert and everything mm. else like that well you like the bruce lee don't you i i let him borrow it and he never watched it just sitting in his house I did not I've never been to his house I can't imagine his house being in that good of shape you had a feeling I've had a feeling just from his stories that he's like just just hit like ah oh, my dog shit on the carpet if I could rub his ass all over and I'm like oh god <laughs> but he's one of the few I could actually talk kung fu movies with at work and he doesn't have a lot like at the time he didn't have a lot of expendable income okay or disposable income mm-hmm. to where you buy something like that i'm like hey I, I got these on blu-ray would you be interested in watching them they got some sweet bonus features all that shit and he's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. let him borrow them and he had them for like two or three months and then i was like hey, have you watched those yet i checked like once a month i'm like watch me oh not no yeah i've just been so busy blah 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 and then I was like itching at the time and I was like, uh, Hey, I, I kind of want to, I want to, I want to check out those bonus features again. He's like, Oh, okay. I'll bring it in. And then I got it back because I was concerned it would just get lost. Yeah. In mayhem and shit. Um, what happened? Was there smears? No. I, Cause I, I, I was <clears throat> very adamant when I lent it to him. I was like, dude, I'm serious. I don't want corner creases. I don't want shit on top. And I don't know. I, I'm very, I was very particular about that shit to the point to where if you can see you, you have the hunger games and then you have catching fire and then uh mocking jay parts one and two came out and the mocking jay you can see is a little bit taller than catching fire in the hunger games yeah and that bugged the shit out of me did it i <laughs> was seriously because those were target editions oh but i got them because they had the better bonus features but the packaging was different. And they never released a version that was similar to the Catching Fire and... The uh, original movie? The original movie. I... That bothered me. I can't... I can't... I I wish I was there. (laughs) I was debating about returning them because I didn't... Did you write a strongly worded letter? No. You didn't? Uh, Email? I I knew they wouldn't care. Um, (laughs) I got Jurassic World as a birthday present. And... If you look, you see uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, and then right next to it, Jurassic World, which came in this circular thing. When I opened it, Christy saw... The look on your face? The look on my face, (laughs) and... We are like, we're getting divorced. Well, no, she didn't give it to me. Uh, A buddy of mine gave it to me. Okay. And he's like, do you like that movie? I was like, yeah, I like that movie. And I was... I wasn't disappointed that I got the movie. I was disappointed because I got that packaging and it yeah. wasn't going to fit with the other packaging. And it just... It just bugged you. It bugged me. And <laughs> um, so that I can't... because And now we have 4K. I only have a couple of 4K movies. I think I have Close Encounters, <clears throat> uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, for whatever the fucking reason. What happened there? Uh, I think Christy got that. Oh, okay. Uh, um, and then I have the Peanuts holiday specials, and I think... How much better is 4K than Blu-ray? 
Uh, don't know because I still don't have, have a, a 4K, 4K TV or a 4K player because I'm too cheap now. I I went completely the other way. Um, I because uh, I don't want to get a TV until we move. Yeah. Because I don't know what the lighting situation's gonna be. That's gonna depend on like that'll it depends on the TV room. Yeah, I get. Yeah, it depends on the TV. And um. And I still haven't picked up a 4K player because why would I pick up a 4K player if I don't have a 4K TV? So, um, oh, you're just in a box of conundrums. Yeah, it's <laughs> everything's riding on finding a house, um, so I can upgrade all my video library. But even then, I don't think I would buy. There were certain movies I would buy on 4K, like Back to the Future trilogy. They're like probably that you've already bought on Blu-ray. Correct. Yeah. There's not, because before it was like, oh, I'm going to get everything on Blu ray because there is a discernible difference between 1080p and oh, yeah, 480. For sure. Yeah. Um, There's no doubt. And, but with 4K, uh, I don't know. And there's probably not a lot of movies that I would. There's some movies I still haven't gotten on Blu ray that I like on DVD that I'll probably get on 4K, like It's a Wonderful Life, and, um, oh, what else? So you're not going to continue your, your your journey of collecting movies in 4K? No. No? You're done? Yeah. There'll probably be some certain animated, like uh, WALL-E, when it comes out on Criterion, that You'll comes out that? on 4K. I'm, I'm going to get that in 4K. Because WALL-E, I think, is probably one of the most beautiful animated films ever yeah yeah for Um, sure and so i mean because with 4k (laughs) it depends like if it was shot digitally i'm probably not going to get it on 4k because it's going to look like dog shit Mm -hmm. it's going to be overly processed if it was shot on film then yes i will probably get 4k um because so you wouldn't get wally on 4k no i would get wally on 4k you would because they can upscale i mean the, it depends what the masters are. So mm-hmm. if they do a 4K transfer, because I, I don't recall the resolution they did that animation, but because if they wanted to, they could probably re-render or re-export or something. Like, it depends if if the master was 4K, then it'll probably look great on 4K. But if you have a movie like, um, what was that uh, Daniel Boyle movie, the uh, zombie one, 28 Days. 20 Days Later. 28 Days Later. That was shot on digital video. So something like that on 4K is going to look like shit mm. because, and it would look even look questionable on Blu-ray because I mean, some of these movies, if the master or if the transfer of the digital, if it was on, if it was 2K shot or like mastered in 2K and then they release a 4K, they have to transfer that. They're pretty much blowing it up a little bit. Mm. So, I mean, granted, they can go and post and they can kind of touch it up and sharpen it a little bit. But if it wasn't shot on film, uh, it has a hard time getting to that resolution. And then after 4K, you have 8K. And again, if it's shot in 6K and they're blowing it up to 8K, it's just not going to look great. Not going to look good. Um it won't look any better than what it would in 4k in my opinion. Mm. Um, so it, it depends on what it was shot in. So, but if it was film, then probably look pretty good in 4k. Um, but if it was shot in 2k or whatever, then, then nah. So yeah. what made you stop doing it? Is it just strictly it was too much money? Or you just lost interest? Uh, a little of both. Mm. Um, 
time interests uh kids yeah that yeah. um because it was i mean it was every tuesday every tuesday baby uh and i would i mean it would be like 60 bucks a week yeah depending on how many movies came out that i wanted um but i think part of it was money but i think mainly it was just interest to where i spent a lot of time just sitting and watching movies to where now i I mean, yeah. I'll still sit and watch stuff, but I'm I'm over it almost mm. to where, and maybe that's why I'm. Uh, one of my friends will ask me what I thought of a movie or whatever. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, and he's like, Wait, don't you like movies anymore? I'm like, yeah, if they'd make something fucking good, but there's nothing that's like blown my socks off, and maybe that's just because I watched so many movies when I was younger. Yeah. That I was exposed to a bunch of different kinds of movies to where I was like, oh, shit, I was like, this is amazing. And then uh, maybe I'm at the point where I felt like I've seen everything yep. where nothing has really been like a nice surprise that yeah. much. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm right there with you. I've seen so many movies that it's really tough to surprise me if something's good. It's really hard. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's it's just a time investment to where I feel like there's better things I should be doing than consuming content all yeah. the time as you listeners are listening to this podcast. <laughs> I know. Is this a movie podcast? <laughs> Go fucking do something, would you? <laughs> Jesus. Um, so it's a little bit of that. Like I, and I don't have a lot of time anymore and I, I like to read. I like to yeah, yeah, yeah. do other things or there's yeah. other things I feel like I have to be doing. We have to be more selective about what we consume. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. um, to where I don't have, I mean, that's why when we do the podcast sometimes where we do a top five, it's tough to watch yeah, I know. whatever our top five would be or what, I mean, or even movies that just came out this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen quite a bit of stuff, but I feel like I haven't seen that much stuff. Yeah. that I have in previous years to where um, I would just watch things nonstop. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, a little bit of the money thing, but it was just it was a lot of work. <laughs> and a lot, Yeah, a lot of unnecessary work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't, I don't know. Do you find yourself uh, rewatching a lot of it? Uh, like, would you rather rewatch something that you've bought or that you like over like a newer Netflix release or something? It, yeah, I do that a lot, honestly. Just because, and that's the crotchety side of me to where I know what I'm getting and I know what I like. Yeah, and and I think I'm moving more towards that just because of the amount of shit that comes out on a regular basis. I know it's a lot. That it's a lot of shit. It's. Well, it's all mediocre too. I mean, Very it's mediocre. not good. A lot of it is not good. Um, there's a lot of it's forgettable. Yeah, and none of it stands out. Inconsequential. Really. It's just yeah. It just doesn't matter. Um, the now there's some new stuff that comes out that I look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mike Flanagan. That's a nice surprise. Yeah, that I do too. Um, when he comes out with something, I'll make it a point to watch that. So there, there are certain people that will make things 
like James Mangold or uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, um, and you have some of these people that when they make something, you know it's going to be special. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, anymore there's just so much shit to where it's like I and, it, and they're all TV shows to where I don't feel like I want to invest twelve hours in something if it's I don't think it's going to be if it's dog shit so I mean typically I I'm not one to oh brand new show came out gotta watch it kind of a thing it's more of I'll wait and if people start talking about it and like oh it's pretty and I hear buzz about it then I'll check it out um just to see what the hubbub is but uh but just for things coming out I I don't know I no. Yeah, I'll wait to see what people say. What about the, what it the wind something. is what the wind is pointing to. Yeah. yeah, especially movies coming out in theaters. Um, unless it's a property that I, like James Bond. Anytime a James Bond comes out, I'm gonna watch it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, stuff like that. But it's gotten to the point like Marvel. Just because it comes out doesn't mean I'll go watch it. Yeah, it has to theaters. be something that I'm interested in seeing. Yeah, yeah. I used to watch every Pixar movie in theaters. Yeah, um, I did too. That is no longer the case, and I think COVID might have a little bit to do with that, just because half. I mean, Luca came out on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, Lightyear was in theaters for three weeks, but I mean, so I don't have a lot of time. But because now it's an ordeal to go to the theaters, to where before, if I was bored, I'll go check out a movie. Kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. You got kids now. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I feel like I, I would rather go back and watch something, especially if it's something that I can get something new out of every time I watch it. Yep. Um, some movies like back to the future. I used to watch all the time. Now I'll watch that maybe once every year and a half. Yeah. Because I've seen it so often, but every once in a while I'll be in the mood to watch it. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll go back and watch things that I know that I like. That yeah, I, that I, I do the same thing. Are good all the time, um, especially for uh, we're supposed to be talking about Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, fuck. All right, <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, yeah. So Thanksgiving, we're not doing a top five because no. not that not a lot of movies, but there are certain films that we typically start to watch. Um, we're on the cusp of Christmas. Yep. So, um, what are, I mean, for you, what are some movies that we're, we're just going to talk about some movies that we like to watch around Thanksgiving that are kind of leading up to the holidays or anything like that. Um, but how about you started off? What are some, what are some movies that you like to watch? So what movies do you like to watch around Thanksgiving? Well, when I was thinking about these on Googling movies at Thanksgiving, there there really isn't that many, so I just kind of go. I I try to go off the top of my head. What 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 would I watch normally? And they all centered around like a family, like a family drama slash comedy, not necessarily pertaining to Thanksgiving in particular. Like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Obviously, <coughs> it takes place around Thanksgiving, but it's not about Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Grumpy Old Men. That's another one that I love watching around Thanksgiving. Yep. Or Son-in-Law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever seen Son-in-Law? Yeah, I've seen Son-in-Law. <laughs> it's one of those dumb, stupid movies that it's just 
fun to throw on because it's just entertaining and kind that of is dumb. around Thanksgiving. It is, yeah. Should have, didn't even think about that. But it's just you know again it's centered around a family outsider you know all that mm-hmm. family dynamics all that good stuff, um or like parenthood. Never or, seen that. Uh, or, That's Steve Martin. Is yeah, it Goldie Hawn. Um no 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 um, <coughs> Diane Lane. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Randy Quaid's in it too. All right. Keanu Reeves is in it. It's like one of his first. Really? Yeah. It's one of his first roles. He plays like the rebel boyfriend that's, tr- that's trying to date Steve Martin's daughter. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So movies like that and th- w- in that ilk. Okay. So, you know, I, I love grumpy old men. I watch that every, every Thanksgiving. Yeah. Cause it's classic. Burgess Do you like grumpy Meredith old men? In that movie is. Oh, he's the best. It's, it's so good. <laughs> he's the best. I had a clip of Burgess Meredith's best hits, but my fucking laptop drained a battery. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's all right. It's probably my fault for talking about my goddamn <laughs> movie collection for a fucking half hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. I have. I think planes, trains, and automobiles. I probably watched that with my parents uh, around Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'll watch. Um, I will watch the. It's Thanksgiving. Charlie Brown or Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, okay. whatever that's special. I've seen that once, I think. Okay, that um, I was never a big Charlie Brown fan. See, I because every Thanksgiving I would go to New York. Um, really, for the city, uh, upstate New York. Okay. So, um, it because uh, that's where my grandparents lived. So, uh, we would school got out on a Wednesday, drove up, and we'd spend the weekend there, and. Um, my grandparents didn't have a huge movie collection, but they did have Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Um, and I would watch that all the time. And I think eventually my parents recorded it off TV one time and, uh, I just watched it over, over and over, even if it wasn't Thanksgiving, it was probably the special that I watched the most. Um, but that comes to mind and, uh, more often than not, James Bond movies. Just because... Really? Yeah. Because you had... I mean, a lot of James Bond movies do come out around... Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. or early December. Um, I think No Time to Die came out in October, like mid-October. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pierce Bronson's uh, GoldenEye came out in November. Mm-hmm. And Tomorrow Never Dies, I think, came out in the summer. But then you had uh, Die Another Day and The World Is Not Enough. Both came out in November. Mm -hmm. So It's James Bond season. Yeah, it's James Bond season. And so when we were in, uh, when I was a young teen, mid-teens, was when uh, Pierce Bronson's run of James Bond was out so we'd be in New York and a lot of times it'd be the Friday after Thanksgiving and my dad would say well there's a new James Bond movie out so then we'd all go to the mall go see it. and we'd go see it um so I equate James Bond with Thanksgiving makes sense um and again just because when I was a kid that's what we did but but now Spike has I mean, Spike's for years, I think going on 20 years probably, they've had 
James Bond marathons the week of Thanksgiving. Oh, Spike TV. Yeah, Spike TV. Oh, gotcha. So, um, probably the kids out there who don't know what Spike. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Is that a I new think TikTok it's still trend? around? I, I Googled it to see if they still did it. <laughs> I think it like, is still there. Um, and yeah, they're having it again this year. So, if you haven't seen a James Bond movie, they're having a marathon. Well, wasn't Spike tailored for guys? Yeah. Like the guys channel? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, then they have like the Min Awards where they would hand out like like uh, antlers, like a bust of like best male, best male like uh, beard, and they would hand out like like antlers, like the bust of a deer. Oh, probably. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so gimmicky. The uh, best male musk. I wasn't very uh, manly. As shocker as it may be, I wasn't very manly when I was a kid. You're pretty butch. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I have short hair now. Back back when I was a kid, I had I had hair. I shit you not down to my shoulders. Um, I did not. No, I, you didn't. I, was, I, you're I, a liar. My mom never let me have it that long. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I watch a lot of Bond movies. Usually, uh, and even older Bond movies, a lot of them were released later in the year around Christmas. Yeah, or, it's true. Um, Is Brosnan your favorite Bond? Uh, no. Wow. No. 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 Who's your favorite Bond? I don't know. It, it's Roger depends. Moore? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> That's no one's favorite Bond. Roger Lansbury? Um, the uh, uh, George Lazenby? Is it George Lazenby? Yeah. Ro- uh, what did I say? What? George Lansbury? Lansbury, yeah. You know, the husband of... Uh, <laughs> Angela Lansbury? Angela. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, uh, I didn't mind him. Um, yeah. But, no, I don't know who my favorite Bond is. The... I don't know. I mean, everyone says Sean Connery. I'm Sean Connery's good. Yeah. I mean, I I like individual movies. Yeah. More so because I I think every Bond person has good qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I had never seen Doctor No until last year. Really? No, never seen it. It's a little. Uh, it's the first one. It it's, is, but the introduction with Sean Connery. I'm like, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Bees uh, knees. Yeah. Uh, he, what a handsome man. Yeah. He was... Slick. I think he was 32. Yeah. When Just he, the way he delivered that line. I'm like, yeah. man, that guy's really good. Yeah. He, he was... Uh, is a, It was the same kind of thing with um, <clears throat> Raiders of the Lost Ark to where... Harrison Ford was immediately that character. Sean Connery was immediately... Like, he just... Yeah, I agree. Either him or the director knew what that character needed to be immediately. And, um, of course, they had a slew of books. Not a slew, but they had quite a few books to go off at the mm-hmm. time. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I like I like each Bond, except for Roger Moore, <clears throat> uh, for their own. I mean, they each Are those something. Roger Moore movies pretty tough to get through? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's... Spy Who Loved Me and For Your Eyes Only are okay. Um, and But there's... I mean, I think he was like in seven or eight movies, but it felt I think like, he was in the most, yeah. It felt like a long time. Mm. And because I had gotten the Bond box set uh, for Christmas one year, and I forced Christy to watch... We just went through every single one of them. And a lot of the Roger Moore ones I'd never seen... Ooh, that poor girl. Um, she would fall asleep. Uh, she <laughs> stayed up for like the ones that I was excited to see. Okay, all we right. got to Roger Moore, and 
we watched um, Live and Let Die and whatever the second one that he did, I think. Octopussy? No, that was that Moon was a, that was in '83. Uh, um, Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, that was that was about mid '70s. I think Man with Golden Gun might have been his third or f- third one. Um, but didn't, didn't that one have Christopher Lee in it? Yeah. Okay. And did one have Christopher Walken too? We'd uh, is one, there one did have that was uh, a View to a Kill. Okay. That was in '85. Um, and also had a young Dolph Lundgren, I think. Really? I think. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Roger Moore's were just difficult. Like, just tough to get through? Because I was like, and another Roger Moore one. Christy's like, he's still in the, and it was like six, six or seven movies or something. Yeah. It felt like a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh. But then once you get to Timothy Dalton. The quality kind of ramps up a little bit again. Yeah, because yeah, Timothy Dalton's were darker. Mm-hmm. Um, they he was more serious. Uh, Roger Moore is very very playful, and yeah. he thought it should be a comedy and should be kind of slapsticky, <clears throat> and he thought it was ridiculous. Right. Um, which they are kind of ridiculous movies, but uh, I don't know. It just took too far into comedy or goofiness. Um, especially with uh, the later Roger Moore ones. Um, so going from A View to a Kill and uh, some of the goofier movies to Timothy Dalton, where he was a lot more serious and wasn't very... I mean, there was very little humor in it. Um, it was kind of jarring. Uh, but I, I I enjoyed them. Uh, there's, I mean, because you had uh, The Living Daylights, which was his first one, and then you had License to Kill. License to Kill is just a straight-up revenge movie. Oh, cool. Um, and then you had Lawsuits and everything else after that, which delayed movies for, like, I think six or seven years mm-hmm. until GoldenEye. But, um, but Timothy Dalton it was very similar to Daniel Craig as far as... The tone. Pro- yeah, the tone and probably Timothy Dalton was probably the closest book version of Bond next to Daniel Craig. Okay. Um, and Daniel Craig had, I mean, it's closer to the book version than what Pierce Bronson or Roger Moore was. Um, Sean Connery, I, I feel like, yeah, Daniel Craig and Timothy Dalton's were closer to the book than what Sean Connery was. So he's was. not as playful or... Uh, He's just more serious in the books. Yeah, he's kind of like a machine in the books. Okay. Um, to where he's very, he knows what he likes. He does what he needs to do. He's very, not determined, but just focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, I don't want to say not a lot of personality because um, his personality kind of comes through in his actions as opposed to, his internal thoughts is more of in the books, very, <clears throat> uh, not sexual. Like he'll he'll have sexual thoughts, not gra- anything graphic, but it'll just like thought across it, like the way Ian mm. Fleming writes it. Um, but he writes it in the third person, so uh, bon- it's not like 
I went up the stairs and blah blah. blah. It's not in the first person point of view. It's a it's a third person narrative. Okay, so, gotcha. Um, which kind of distance? So you're almost watching this character similar um, to a movie. To a movie. Um, but yeah, love him. Oh god, so good. But yeah, so I mean, but with uh, the Bond movies, probably I mean usually Goldfinger. Or like I'll I'll usually watch an older Bond movie around Thanksgiving, um, either Sean Connery or um, I like Goldeneye though. And Tomorrow Never Dies I think is still pretty strong. Pretty pretty, pretty good. It's because it's before it went to the goofiness of Die Another Day. Yeah. Or, uh, the world is not enough kind of thing. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. So it's like more nostalgia for you. A little bit. It gives you it's, that feeling. It's kind of like comfort. comfort. Yeah. Yeah. It's comfort. Um. And another, uh, it's about on the cusp of typically like Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Mm. So, but because those movies are so long and there's six of them, um, we usually watch it. We start watching them around Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. which the Hobbit's very Thanksgiving-y, especially like the first one when they're in the Hobbit hole. Like it's just one of that cozy kind of movie yep um so that'll be the other ones we kind of start watching around that time just because so we can finish it up and then move on to the christmas movies right but uh lord of the rings and hobbit christy and i will usually think of them as christmas movies just because it takes us so long to get through to get through them yeah oh yeah oh that's cute yeah but i like i enjoy those those uh early to mid 90s like uh family comedy drama centered centric movies they really don't make those anymore Mm-mm. like father of the bride is another one that comes to mind that's something i might pop on for thanksgiving a lot of the times you know because there's a lot of, it's a lot of middle class families mm-hmm. that i that kind of remind me of situations that i had when i was yeah growing up or whatever especially grumpy old men mm-hmm. you know which is funny and you're right burgess meredith is just the best yeah <laughs> Looks like Chuck's gonna bury his boner. <laughs> Jesus, Dad. <laughs> Jesus, oh God, Dad. <clears throat> Looks like Chuck's taking old one eye to the optometrist. <laughs> oh, I'm from Hawaii. What island? Come on, I want to lay ya. <laughs> <clears throat> and you know, Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau are just, you know, yeah. Awesome. It, was, it was Chris Farley and David Spade before Chris oh, Farley and David Spade for sure. And but just better actors. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Way better actors. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They're just. Yeah. The chemistry that they have together is just. I don't think has been matched. Like I can't think of another duo that's been in several things together. Yeah. For as long as I mean maybe uh, Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, they, they're just as far as comedy goes. I mean, those two were their timing was awesome and they're i mean yeah, yeah they're um, amazing yeah they played it off of each other very very well yeah and i think grumpy old men is kind of underrated it doesn't get talked about a lot it's it's a well, i think very it's just gotten movie. old to where yeah but it's, i mean i remember i mean i feel like the, people still talked about it like 15 years ago i mm-hmm. mean because it was still i mean it was 10 years old at the time now they're like it's getting close to 30 years when 30 years when, old 30 years when they came out and yeah um I mean, with the amount of stuff that keeps coming out, I think it's, I feel like it's less likely for 
younger people to discover some of those older movies um, that were very notable. And it, it could probably be something that just happened every generation. Mm-hmm. Um, because whenever we have someone younger that joins the team at work or something like that, and we get on the subject of movies, I'll <clears> ask them about movies that I would think would be common knowledge just from my own point of view. You're like, oh, no, never heard of it. Don't know what that is, yeah. yeah. Happens all the time. I have a buddy who's a teacher in middle school, and he does, like, 90s movies references, and they have no idea what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. That's when you've crossed the Rubicon. You're just an old, you're just an old fart now. Yep. Mm. Like, oh, it's so cringe. Yeah. Stop being cringe. <laughs> is that the thing? I think so. I think that's what they say now. Is that what they say now? Well, if I'm aware of it, they probably say something else. Something stupid <laughs> like bet. Bet. Or some facts dumb <laughs> i hear people say facts a lot wow that's awesome like if you were to tell me something I'd be that like, that's true. facts oh if you agree with it or whatever yeah, facts god the uh it's overused yeah it's like tight oh that's tight yeah. Remember you used to say that i never said that oh because you were just way above it well no when it came out because i remember uh Oh, a childhood friend said that one time. He's like, oh, tight. And I'm like, what? It, tight. And I was like, the fuck is that? He's like, it means cool or awesome. And I'm like, just say that. <laughs> fuck is tight. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's, it's tight. And then a couple other people started saying it. And I think it lasted like three weeks or something bullshit. I mean, it lasted longer than that. But it was, it was yeah. like that. And then I remember the point where I stopped giving a fuck about slang is when someone said, oh, that's on fleek. And I'm like, what? what's that mean? Like, on point. And I'm like, then just say fucking on point. It's you're, not as cool, Jay. You're not saying, you're not saving syllables. It's not, <laughs> it's not a completely different, like, it's still, so you're changing on point to on fleek. You're just, it's a random doesn't it's not it, it sets you apart from I'm the crowd too jay old it sets you apart it's unique <laughs> they're cool because they say it you know uh, it makes you interesting well that only lasted i think a year oh well anyway that, that was like the early 2010s i feel like maybe maybe mid 2010s or yeah. something whatever they people said. say cloud a lot too cloud clout clout they're clout chasing trying to catch that clout uh, that, see that kind of makes sense because okay. if you, you have if you have a lot of clout, mm-hmm. you have either power or you have a lot of presence. You're <clears throat> kind of more in a dominant position to where that. I mean that I can kind of see to where oh chasing that clout, chasing that that presence, that thing. Are you gonna start saying it? No, because <laughs> I'm not a douche. Um, <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, slang sucks. Mm. God, we're old. We are. Fucking grumpy. The grumpy old men. Grumpy. Hey! hey <laughs> Anything yeah. else, Jay? I, I, I think we've covered it. We've covered the upcoming releases. Yes. We've touched on my sad collection yes. of movies. We touched on films we like to watch during Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, which if you haven't seen Grumpy Old Men, or if you haven't seen Bond movies, or if you haven't... Uh, seen Home for the Holidays or Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, give them a watch. Yeah. Parenthood, 
all that good stuff. So, uh, and then we touched on uh, shit slang that apparently passes for being cool. It's nowadays. tight, man. It's tight. It's fucking yeah, <laughs> tight like a seal. Call me Tupperware. Um, the, uh, <clears throat> but yeah. So uh, go watch those movies. Enjoy your family this week, and uh, we will uh, come eat back. a lot of food. Yeah, eat a lot of food. I'm going to get fat, get diabetes, and uh, enjoy yourself. Stay warm. If you're in a warm climate, then screw you. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, join us next time mm-hmm. as we jump balls deep in snow. Not cocaine. Hmm. But we will be discussing our top five Christmas movies. Yes. So join us next time as we discuss that. Kicking off the holiday season again. Absolutely. Yes. So. Uh, website and emails in the description have any requests comments what's your favorite what do you guys like to watch during Thanksgiving let us know do you guys have a huge movie collection tell us your favorite slang god damn it don't don't do that just don't don't write in I don't want to hear it um, but uh, but yeah so till next time Jay till next time Matt